Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I knew that I was different. I knew that I had something. In the 90s, everybody was wearing black. And when I came with the ice cream, man, we just lit the whole industry up to where when I start seeing other people wearing white, I'm like, man, we really even created a movement. If we able to acquire that brand, I would make Allen Iverson equivalent to what Jordan is to Nike. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, download and subscribe and make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash all things covered. Pat P, what are we going to cover on this episode? Man, we got so much to talk about from the NFL playoff, including your Steelers suffering an early playoff exit. Sorry to see that, my guy. No question. Also, my guy Jalen Ramson comes up big once again against the Seattle Seahawks. Bad blood between the Ravens and the Titans. And we also got to talk about the national championship game. And we got, we can't forget, we got somebody that make them say, uh, <laughs> uh, na, 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 na. We got a no hip hop legend and Master P coming up after halftime. Can't wait for the conversation. Stay tuned. Now it's time for chopping it up. It's a lot to talk about, but when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, unfortunately, their season is over. And yep. since the Cardinals season is over, that means my guy, Pat Peterson, he's now in the <laughs> off season, right? So oh, yeah. I, I, there are a lot of fans, Pat P, that would love to exactly hear what your off season regiment will be, what your off season schedule will be outside of being an awesome father. You know, what happens when your season ends? Like, what's on your schedule? Like, how soon do you get right back into the hard, nitty-gritty of working out or traveling? What do you have on tap for your schedule with the offseason? My man, about the first month, I get all the traveling out of the way, spend some Mm -hmm. quality time with my little ones because, you know, throughout the week and the weekends are busy. I'm either traveling or still preparing for the game. So during the season, it's tough to spend some quality time with the little ones. So just literally just picking up. My, uh, taking my daughter to school, picking her up from school, coming home, spending time with my little one, take them to the park. You know, yesterday we went and fed some ducks. I'm just trying to get, you know, do as, as much as I can because, you know, in April is going to be right back, uh, right back here before you know it. So, uh, I just want to spend some time in with, with my girls for the first month for the most part, hit some, have some weekend trips. Uh, I'm going to take them up the bell here to see some snow, uh, this weekend. So, just moving around a little bit more than what we were able to do during the season. And secondly, I get back into it probably like the the tail end of January to the first week of February. You know, it's basically a lot of cardio, a lot of bike riding, just to get my lungs back acclimated with, you know, high volume of exhorting energy. So uh probably, you know, after that, two weeks of getting back into the thick of things, I start getting on the field, doing some movement work, some football drills and uh things like that. Yeah, and speaking of movement work and football drills, you know, I think it's only appropriate with us having this show, All Things Covered, 
And granted, we're nowhere close to being uh, to hitting that one year mark with the show being in existence. But this will be the first off season that you're a part of a show and you also still going about your workout regimen. So, you know what I think would be super dope, Pat Pete, right? When you get in time, when you get closer to getting ready for the conditioning part and the technical part with the movement that we have going on with all things covered, I think it'd be dope if we can have a camera along with myself being like the narrator and I might work out with you a little bit, but I ain't doing everything that you're doing because I'm all the way retired. <laughs> let's let's give the viewers a, a sneak peek about what it means and what it takes to be an all pro like corner like yourself. What you, what you think about that? I'm with it. Because I, I definitely want to tap into that whole technical standpoint of working out with the hat when it comes to the bump and run coverage and also to your eye placement, your body position and your bump and run stands. The same could be said for off technique because there are a lot of, you know, deep, young DBs that listen to the show, that watch the show, and they shoot, hit me with questions all the time about certain things that you do working out. And I think that would be the best way to educate not just the collegiate players, high school players, but a lot of professionals that are big time fans as yours as well. So if you up for that, I think that'd be something that we can make happen in the near future. Oh yeah, I'm with it. Let's do it. There you have it. Hey, something, something for you guys to stay tuned and get ready for. Now, it's time for Around the League. And I can tell you this much, this past weekend, if you're a football fan, you were in heaven times three. You had three ball games on Saturday, three ball games on Sunday, all entertaining, competitive ball games, to say the least. But the first game we're going to highlight wasn't too competitive. It started with my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers getting burned by the Cleveland Browns. And leading up to that ball game, there was some bulletin board material that some people were starting to uh, talk about. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, friend of the show, we had him on earlier in the show. If you didn't did get a chance to see that episode, please go back and listen to it and watch it. It was a real good top-tier-like episode. But Juju Smith-Schuster basically referred to the Browns as nameless gray faces, right? And the Browns did not take too kind of those statements. And they came out and played some big time football, ultimately upsetting the Pittsburgh Steelers 48 to 37. First playoff win since 1994, Pat P. In the first quarter, the Browns had 28 points. How surprised were you seeing that score? Man, I was traveling and I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this can't be right. <laughs> then I, I went to watch the game and, and they just had a great balanced attack. And that's how the Browns been all year. I know, you know, like they've been like everybody wished they had a couple of games back, but you know, the Browns been playing some solid football all year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they Baker Mayfield has grown up into his own. Uh, Steve has done a great job with him, you know, so it's it's been great to see him finally, you know, so many people have been giving him grief about, you know, having all these commercials, yeah. you know, don't have many wins. But it's finally, uh, it's good to finally see him, uh, fulfill, you know, what the Browns thought he would be. Yeah. And I think that game just added to the rivalry because of the statement from Juju right. and then Juju doing the TikTok dance, the Corvette Corvette. I think that's the name of the song, you know, yeah. dancing and on people logos and, you know, some people feel some type of way. And I saw Jarvis Landry actually mocked his famous TikTok dance in the locker room after their win. So I think that just, you know, adds fuel to that rivalry. And I can't wait to see these two teams play. Uh, next season in 2021 in the regular season. Talking about another young quarterback getting his first playoff win, uh, Broward County native, 954 stand up Lamar Jackson. First. Hey, listen here. I felt like that was a hot team going into the playoffs because they you technically it, were, you know. they were in, yeah, oh. I called it, right? And they were in playoff mode going back the last five, six weeks, not affording, they couldn't afford to have any loss. And psh, Lamar Jackson is a, whew, he plays a real good football, hey, man. man. Hey, this, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. This when the Ravens are at 
they're, this one, they're the scariest team that you want to play right now. Like you said, when they was in that playoff mode, this go back when I was in 2012. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. They had to yeah. win six games in a row mm-hmm. in order to have like a shot. And they got in and you know how it is. And when you go into the playoff hot, that's like, you feel like nobody can touch you. And that's yeah. how the boys feeling right now, man. Them yeah. boys are hot. They're rolling. They know they got to go on the road and win. They got a big one here Saturday. And hey, uh, I, I won't be surprised if they see if they meet up with um, cause who they got this week? They got Buffalo. Yes, I won't. I won't be surprised if they meet up with uh, Kansas City in the NFC Championship. Ooh, so you're just saying Kansas City gonna beat Cleveland? You're not even giving the Browns a shot? I think the Chiefs win by nine. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the Chiefs well. win by nine. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, the game of the week for me uh, in the AFC is Buffalo. In yeah, Baltimore. How far? That's the game of the week for me in the AFC. I think that's going to be must see. That TV. might be the game of the week of the of this weekend. Honestly, I yeah, mean, it's a lot. I mean, when you in the know, NFC, know, you got I, the Saints, and we're going to yeah. highlight that game in uh in in Tampa. But you know, we've seen those two teams play already twice a year. That's what I'm saying that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like we've seen that matchup already. And I think honestly, don't be surprised. I think Tampa going to come out on top on mm. this matchup. Okay, um, but like I said, but, it's going to be must see TV. You you don't yeah. want to miss any of these ball games because you will get your money's worth for sure. Uh, transitioning to the NFC, Pat P, your divisional foes, a team that you don't really like at all. They probably don't like you neither. Um, the Rams, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Rams and the Seahawks, right? Listen, the defense that the Rams are playing right now, hey, oh, boy. <laughs> boy, hey, hey, I feel like. And, and, and I'm going to give you a basketball analogy with this. We both are Laker fans, and we had Shaquille O'Neal on the show some weeks ago. And he yeah. talked about arguably, not arguably, but being the best, most dominating duo ever when he, t- he teamed up with Kobe, right? And I think right now, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, oh, yeah. they might be the most dominating duo Man. that we've seen. The boys are special, boy. Aaron Donald is Shaquille. He just terrorizes you with uh, brute strength, uh, s- sneaky quickness, crazy athleticism, and he just played bully ball. And then Jalen is a guy who's looking for all problems. He doesn't mind being a villain. And they complement each other real well. Yeah. And what they did this past weekend against Seattle, t- Pat, they could have won the ball game if I played quarterback. That's how I feel. <laughs> they, I mean, they scored again. Jalen just put the clamps on Metcalf again. Yeah. Aaron Donald was a terror until he went out of the ball game. Man, just that defensive effort, man. What, what are you seeing from the Rams right now that's allowing them to click? Not to mention they got a Florida State running back in Cam Akers that's toting that rock as well. You know, I have an opportunity to watch those guys for, you know, over the last two seasons. Obviously, they have a different scheme this year. They're running a little bit more quarters this year. Mm-hmm. But I think and that the great thing about quarters, when you have a front four like that, it allows you – to cover up the field. Yeah. And yeah. when you, yeah. and when you got Aaron Donald, you can move Aaron Donald anywhere on the field. Anywhere. Complimentary pieces that's able to work, you know, and get, you know, produce as well. I mean, the sky's the limit for him. I mean, they don't have to blitz at all. No, they don't. And don't forget about yeah. Leonard Floyd. He's been the that's wild card for their defense. Complimentary pieces. That's, you know, that's a complimentary piece. Yeah. So when you able to rush four, you know, and drop seven, it's, it's hard for anybody to do anything on you. And also, being stout in the run at the same time. So yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that's a recipe for success. And those guys have been playing some great football over the last 
six to five weeks as well. Yeah, correct. And they're playing good team football. And speaking of that ball game, the Seahawks just fired their OC, uh, Brian Schottenheimer. And he's on the outside looking in. Uh, I'm not saying because of that loss, but, you know, I think they had some issues with this play calling throughout the year, which is crazy because curly hair Russell Wilson started off on fire and he just died down. You remember they were saying, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. It's kind of hard to cook when you ain't got no meat. <laughs> yeah. I agree, but I think I haven't. I haven't seen the stat line, but I, I'm I'm interested to see how the absence of Carson played a role in that because Chris Carson, we play we play we play Seattle twice a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Russell really, I mean, he, he they throw the ball, but they Seattle is a running football team. Yeah. They rely on they they put their bread and butter on the ground. Yeah, Russell is obviously obviously just a, a great complimentary piece that can go out there and do you know, over and beyond things. But if you ever look at their offense, they don't need no offensive coordinator anyway. <laughs> they don't throw the ball on time anyway. It's like everything is impromptu. So yeah. it's like Russell runs over here, Russell runs over here, then he releases it. I think, man, over the last – the two games we played them, I kid you not, Matt, out of probably 95 uh, passing plays, Russell probably threw 10 of them on time. On time, Yeah. He, he makes so, things happen. He improvises a lot. No, they don't need no. They don't need no offensive coordinator. It's the running game, and they yeah. never had a solid offensive line. That's always been an Achilles heel for them. And it just, you know, they they they, they rely on the running game, and they, they they suffer some injuries this year. And I think that's what kind of hurt them at the end of the stretch. Like everybody else, you know, that wasn't able to, you know, be as at full ammo with mm-hmm. him. So. I believe that's what that's what came that's what came down to it. They just wasn't able to move the ball, run the ball on the ground to open up the play because they built off play action and boots. Yeah, so what, in what, that offense. And, and what what sets that up? The, the running run game. game. You got to so the run. run game ain't there. It's, it's different now. So I think that's the biggest uh, thing that 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 hurt hurt them uh, late in the year. No question. All things Kermit, Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden. We're talking about playoff football. The Seahawks just. Fire Brian Schottenheimer. Make sure you stay tuned. We got Master P joining us later in the show, but right now we're going to tap into the all pro team was announced. And let's talk about the secondary. Let's talk about the corners. Jalen Ramsey made the all pro team. No surprise there. Xavier Howard made the all pro team as well. Others receiving votes. You got Jair Alexander. Oh, I really like his game out there in Green yeah, Bay. Green, green. Uh, Trey White, Marlon Humphrey, James Bradbury, who's also played some real good football for the Giants. JC Jackson, right? JC Jackson is, is crazy because the Pats didn't even have his name listed as a potential pro bowler, but he, ha- he received some votes. Uh, for the all pro team at the cornerback position. We look at the two guys that made the team team. Did they get it right? And do you look at any other potential cornerback that received votes that probably should be a little higher on that list? Um, I think they definitely got it right. You know, I thought Jalen played some, some plays uh, is still playing some unbelievable football right now. Yep. Um, literally just putting the clamps on everybody that, that comes his way. And, uh, Xavier Howard has been another phenomenal, uh, had another phenomenal, and not only this year, consistent yeah. year, you know, he we had, had a 10, 10 picks, right? I, I, yeah, I think he finished with t- 10 or 11. Okay. I know at one point he had, I know at one point he had nine with two games to play. He, he got double digits. He finished with double okay. digits for sure. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, and also when you have 10, if you have double digit picks, it's, it's you, a wrap. Yeah. No doubt about it. That's, that's automatic. And he did the same thing last year. So. Is uh they definitely got it right this year is to see those guys uh continue to be successful on a on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. It goes to show that the work that they're putting in in the off season is paying off. It's paying off, and also too look at the safeties. Tyron Matthew, friend of the show, 
you know, we had him on in the very, very first episode of All Things Covered. He made the All-Pro team along with Micah Fitzpatrick and your teammate, Buda Baker. Buda yep. Baker. What, do you, what are your thoughts about the safeties? I thought they got that right as well. I thought Mika was been playing some unbelievable football since he got with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He's been a man on the, on the tear since he got there, literally since the first game. And Honey Badger's been the Honey Badger. You know, he shows up in every big game. He shows up in every big moment. And he, uh, he always finds a way to seize it. And, 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 uh, the switchblade Buddha Baker, you know, he's yeah. everywhere where, uh, where, where you need him and where you don't expect him to be. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, he's a guy that, uh, that, that takes a lot of pride in his work, uh, that takes a lot of pride in his game. And it shows every Sunday and, uh, the effort, the work that he put, put into it, it, de- it definitely feeds off into his teammates. So those three guys are definitely well deserving of, uh, of those all, uh, all pro votes. Yeah, no doubt. So now let's transition to the divisional round look ahead. And we're not going to talk about some of the games because you gave your picks on, on the matchups this weekend. But let's talk about the individual matchups. Man, wide receiver, cornerbacks, right? Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. Who I want to see this matchup. Out in Lambeau Field, man. Knowing both individuals extremely well, and I think Devontae is probably one of the smoothest route runners, pure route runners in the game. His release is so, so smooth off the line of scrimmage. What do you expect to see in that matchup, Pat Pete? Man, that's going to be an electrifying <laughs> matchup, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the one that I'm looking forward to um, over this weekend for sure. You know, like you said, Devontae is very, very smooth, very crafty in his route running ability, getting in and out of his breaks. And, you know, Jalen is a, a big physical corner that, you know, that invites those short routes because it gives him – and Devontae can take the top off, off the defense as well, but uh-huh. he's he's a much more of a, of a possession-type receiver. You know, I call him – he's like a he's like a 18-under receiver. It's not many times he's going to run routes over 18 yards. It's mm-hmm. not kind of eliminate – unless he's in a slot. You know, that's yeah. a big red flag. When he's in a slot, you know that's a slot fade coming. But when he's outside the numbers, mm-hmm. I don't know where pl- over 18 yards. So, yeah. I think that's going to fall right there in Jalen's hands. You know, it's going to come down to, you know, if he's able to disrupt the timing between him and Aaron at the line of scrimmage. But I got to take my boy uh Jalen. You know, you know, I got to go with the DB. No, yeah, it's only right. Think, Who I cares think, if you're being biased? Right. <laughs> uh, I think Jalen come out on top. I give, I give Devontae 41. Okay. Okay. 40. So we transition to another game in the NFC. You got Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore. It seems like Lattimore has had Evans number. I mean, the last three receiving lines for Evans versus Lattimore, two targets, zero receptions, two targets, zero receptions, two targets, zero receptions. What do you expect to see in that matchup? Oh man, knowing Mike Evans and, and knowing how, how big Tom Brady knows this game is, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that won't be the stat line this week. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. If, if, he, if he's healthy, he's getting a catch. <laughs> hey, I, I guarantee you that it won't be a shuffle pass. He's gonna get a catch if he's healthy. Right, no yeah. doubt about it. I guarantee you he get some yards in the catch this week. A hundred percent. I put my house on it yeah. that he will have catching some yards. No question. But, uh, that's gonna be another fun matchup as well down there in the Superdome and in, uh, in the Mercedes Superdome. You know, that's that's gonna be a kind of tricky one because. You know, Mike Evans, you know, he's very, you know, he's very sneaky. You know, he can have a big game and he can have like a, not a mediocre game, but a game that's, you know, that's just all right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, he can always have those games that's like 81 yards, maybe a tub here or four receptions. Then he can have a game to where he had 131 for 10 receptions, two tubs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it just all depends on how they enter him 
into the game early. I think that's going to predicate on giving us an indication if they're going to, if they're really trying to feed Mike or get him involved into this game in order for them to be successful. No doubt. And then there's another matchup that I like to highlight. Uh, you got Stefan Diggs. He may line up on Marlon Humphrey or, or Pierce. You know what I mean? So Marcus Peters. So that's another intriguing matchup as well in the Baltimore Ravens Buffalo matchup. So it's going to be some prime time yeah, individual matchups. Marcus Peters will have a pick this week. Yeah, he, he he's the ultimate ball hawk. Yeah, and when he pick you off, he gonna let you know about it. And it might and it might be a six. So Marcus, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that dude. He's always around the ball and, and playing against. You know, Josh Allen this year, he's a gunslinger. He's going to fit, try to fit some balls in some tight places. And I think that's where, you know, that Ravens secondary going to uh, make them pay. Now it's time for college check-in. We got a chance to see the last collegiate game, the national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. I don't have to really talk about the game. You guys know what happened. Alabama took care of their business with ease. But the thing I want to talk about, the play I want to talk about, Devontae Smith. The reserving of the Heisman. Listen, no, no question, <laughs> no question, no question. This is what I, 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 com- I compare Devontae Smith to two players. Marvin Harrison, because of his route running and his reliable hands and how crafty he is with his body, along with a mixture of Deshaun Jackson, because he's so smooth and explosive. You know how some guys when they're running, yeah, they like you just be floating. Yeah, and you know some <laughs> some guys are you know they moving fast. Like if you see Tyreek Hill running, you know he's moving yeah. fast. But right. when you look at a guy like Deshaun Jackson or a Devontae Smith, they're moving fast, but they're just floating. It's not like they're touching anything. No, Man, nothing at all. He is now uh he has the SEC record for most receiving yards in SEC history, just surpassed Jordan Matthews. Man, the man had 250, 15 yards receiving in a half of play, Pat P. You, have you ever, I know you've never seen anything like that, but what do you think about Devontae as a, as a professional wide receiver, number one? I mean, he, he gonna have a great transition. Being able to watch, watch him over the years in Alabama, man, they might be starting to turn into a freaking receiver you. Oh, no question. Yeah. Hands I, down. Mean, I mean, they, they putting out some studs year after year after year after year after year. So, yeah, I think he's just gonna fall in that same category as uh, as Ridley. You know, is I he is Alabama. he the best receiver ever to come through Alabama? Probably statistically, yeah, but not overall. Julio's the best. He he Julio's the best to come out of Alabama. Now, okay, I had this debate earlier, right? Julio and if you, Devontae. If you're talking about, are you, and are you talking about college career or are you talking? Yeah, yeah, because we 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 can't compare. Devontae's pro career because he hasn't oh, gotten yeah, there yet. Oh, I'm just I talking say, about yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I say, yeah, just yeah, college yeah. collegiately. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But far as far as the like, what's the name? He he strike fear in hearts. Julio Smith. No, no Smith. oh yeah, yeah, Smith. Yeah, he's like Allen Iverson. Right, but it's just something about seeing a bigger guy, you know, that size, that strong, and able to do the same things that he's able to do. That makes you, know, you gravitate to that player. Right. So yeah. you do, you don't, you don't, you don't see that. You don't see yeah. that often. You know, so that, I think that's what, that's what set them apart. And I believe I will always take, if a bigger guy can do something that a little guy can do, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he, I'm thinking he's, he's the better player because I'm for, if, 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 if I'm bigger than you, therefore I'm stronger than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then, therefore, you know what I mean? I can, I, I'm able to endure more as far as being able to take routes across the middle, being able to, to do it because Julio has it all. He can t- he can run those nine routes. 
He can run great routes. Mm-hmm. He can run those slants. You know what I mean? He can do everything that Harrison uh Smith can do, but Smith may be just a little bit faster. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. When you look at Smith, you're like, man, this man, ain't he's not gangster like that. When you look at him in his uniform, like, hey, man, this man don't have nothing. <laughs> Play around with you if you want to. Put that ball in his hand, boy. This man been a playmaker since day one. Remember the National Championship right. game against Georgia? Yeah. He was the recipient of that reception from Tua. Yeah. Got the gate as a freshman. Got the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just has that it factor. And, and I can't like a, wait to it see. Like a, it was like a nine ball or a post or something. It was I a nine. It was a nine. I just run up under that yeah. thing. Kirby, yeah. Kirby said they was in quarters and Tua looked, they were quarter, quarter, half and Tua looked the half safety off to, oh, to the field and struck backside. That, no, that was the, uh, that was the last play. Yeah. That was the that last was play. Overtime. Yeah. That, yeah that's that what won the game. game. Man, did you ask Kirby, man? What the heck was that safety? Do I don't care he nothing said, about the looking said, ball, man. He, he said he quarter halves, man. Play your he, he allowed Tua eyes to manipulate him because you got to realize Tua was a man. freshman. He Tua was a true freshman, and when Tua jumped in the game, you know, it was high level intensity already. But he said Tua man looked off and just struck and just struck it, and there go number six. So, but the thing is, bro, that's your half, though. Like, I understand one, that. I'm right the there with you, is, like. Like the, no matter if, no matter if the quarterback looks you off at all, we know Stay that on your hat. in the flat. We know he's in the flat and you're the last line of defense on that side with the receiver present. Yeah. yeah. And they don't where that quarterback And they playing at. quarters to the opposite side of you. So let That's them handle their business. Yeah. Man, when I saw that, I said, come on. And who he went, he was like a top pick too. Yeah. That was, uh, was that LaConte? I can't remember. 24. It was 24, not two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that's why you got to do your own job. Do your job yeah, in the words of Belichick. I was so pissed. I wasn't even rooting for him. I was just like, that was just like a, like you can't make it's that. that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, come on, man. Well, <laughs> that's Devontae Smith. Where you've been making plays since day one. Even at that time, as a freshman, he probably was 150 pounds. So this yeah. man just has that it fact. He might get drafted to your old favorite team in the Miami Dolphins, and they might take him number. Three overall, so right, he said the Jets gonna go get that boy, man. Well, he 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 won't make it out of the top five, that's for sure. I don't, I don't think he make it out of the top three. I I can see that. I'm right there with you. Either the Jets or Miami. Man, that dude is special. Now, special. I, and if he go to Miami, Miami definitely going to the playoffs for sure. I, that's a, that's you should put some money on that for next year. On, I can on, see that happening. Like I can see that happening. Now check this out. We're gonna take a quick break. But on the other side of that break, man, we coming back with an icon, hip-hop legend, entrepreneur, say, uh, hustler, the ultimate hustler, Master P, No Limit Soldier. Get your tanks out. Get your dickies on. He'll be joining us on the opposite side of this break. Stay tuned. I got your hookup. I left me, hear me. Uh, I got the hookup. <laughs> I left you, hear me. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Yo, we promise you guys Master P and he will be joining us, but I want to give you guys a heads up. Man, we might have a little audio issue with Master P in this interview. It's not because of the interview is trash. No, sir. It's because this man lives in a 50,000, 60,000 square foot palace and his house is so big, he's echoing. But quality, informative conversation with P, you definitely will enjoy it. But just in case you hear a few echoes here and there, this man has a huge crib. Hopefully I can get a crib like that one day. Welcome back, listeners and viewers. Back from halftime, got an opportunity to hydrate. And like we promised you guys earlier in the show, we got a special guest joining us. Every week, all things covered, we will deliver like the mailman. And we got an iconic individual right now joining us here on All Things Covered. Man, this individual we all know globally, domestically, a rapper, actor, producer, music, and film, entrepreneur, baller, and most importantly, the ultimate hustler. Master P is joining us here on All Things Covered. Appreciate you, P, for joining us, man. How's everything going? Number one, P, man, you're living real good, man. You're inspiring everybody right now, man. You're living real good. But thank you for joining us, man. How's everything going with you? Nah, man, you know what? God is good. I, I come from the ghetto. I come from struggle. I come from pain. And I tell everybody, if I could do it, you could do it. Uh, but you, you can't be afraid to change and grow up and do 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 better with your life and so god has blessed me and my family man i'm a humble man i'm a man of god and and my my thing is the more we make the more we give i want to put other bosses on other entrepreneurs on it's not just about me so i created a platform called master p reviews to where we let other business owners and their products shine that's that's my ultimate goal i want to have thousands of us at the table not just one or two multi-millionaires and billionaires. I wanted to be thousands of us so we can change the game together. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And P with yeah. you, there's, there's so much we can talk about and we will get through, you know, all the positive things that you've been involved in. But for first and foremost, I think it's only right. We highlight the New Orleans Saints, right? Yeah. Your, home, your hometown favorite uh, football team, clearly playing some real big time football. Uh, in the playoffs, getting ready to have a home playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. With your Louisiana roots and being a Saints fans, man, fan, how how excited are you about the ball club and what they potentially could do this year in the playoffs? Now, nah, I'm, I'm very excited. Long way, even through the pandemic, you know, 
we've always been the underdogs and every year we get better and better. That's sort of like how I do in life. Uh, I told my son the other day because, you know, we, me and, me and Romeo, we, we're not just a father and son. We're definitely partners. We have definitely business partners, but we also have one thing in common. We love the Saints. So, uh, that's our favorite team. And, uh, you know, every year we have that opportunity and we just taste it because we done got one Super Bowl. We need some more and nobody in our way right now, but Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and we, we got to do something, something big this week. Hey man, it's going to be a fun one for sure. But Master P, man, you achieved a lot in the music yeah. industry. How special was it to play in a preseason game for the Hornets and the, uh, for the Raptors? Yeah, you know what, to be honest with you, what people don't realize is you go back and look at it. And that's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to put out a biopic on, you know, my NBA career. It was tough, man. Uh, but it was a lot of hard work. And I mean, I, I played in so many NBA games. So I was the last cut for both of those teams. So you know, when you're the last cut, you know that you could actually be on that team. Uh, but I mean, it, it was, it was an amazing experience, but it was a lot of hard work. And it's, it's like business. You have to get uncomfortable if you want to be successful. And, uh, people don't realize, you know, I have two young boys right now. You know, my sons, one is getting ready for college next year. He's a high school senior and one is a freshman and they, they some of the top basketball players in the country, Hersey and Mercy Miller. So, uh, I just get that game to them saying, you know what? If you want it, you got to work, you got to outwork the next man. So, you know, I was almost there. I feel like they're going to get there with their hard work. So I mean, it's, it's incredible, man, to be able to do music, sell a hundred million records and be able to play in the NBA. That ain't number God. No question. You know, prayer and faith and yeah. along with hard work, like you said, uh, a few weeks ago, we had LeVar Ball on our show. Right. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's been echoing a challenge to Michael Jordan on a one on one. A battle on the hardwood, but we understand actually once you had an encounter with MJ on the court yeah. and you came out on top. Can you tell us a little bit about this story? <laughs> yeah. You know what, man? First of all, let's, let's get it straight that MJ is probably the, the best NBA basketball player I ever seen in my life. But you know, when you have confidence and that's what I tell kids, it don't matter who you playing. So when I got on the, when I got on the court, uh-huh. you know, you're just another number. So, yeah. you know, and I, I respect this man because he's, he's probably one of the best players on the planet. But, you know, I had Metal World Peace on my team. Uh, a couple other guys, I think Gilbert Arenas, uh, they was all college, uh, players at the time. And they had a lot of NBA players on Jordan team. And, and, you know, we just, we just went at them, man. You know, it was a pickup game. That let me know that even though, you know, Jordan was really on his way out, but, you know, a win is a win. No so, question. Came do, back. You, do you remember how many points you scored? <laughs> no, because it was like it was a pickup. It okay, was a okay. pickup. It was a, it was a pickup game. So you know, it wasn't really just about me. We had a lot of other incredible players on the team. You know, me. You know me. I, once I get on the court, man, that my confidence and I'm a lion. I don't I don't care if you're an elephant. I just look at you as you lunch. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I don't care who you is. I don't look at that you're bigger or stronger than me. I, I, I'm that lion. And, and I look at an elephant, a bull, or whatever. I look at them as lunch. So, you know, if you look at, that's why the lions is is probably the one one of the most uh, dangerous animals in the jungle because right. uh, you know he don't care about who he going up against. He look at it as lunch, and that yeah. that's the type of confidence I have. 
uh, no matter what I do. I did it in the music industry to where, you know, you had Tupac, you had Biggie Smalls, you had some of the best talent in the world. But I, I, I always was able to, you know, work hard and, 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 and prevail to the top. And that's just the way, that's the way, you know, I, I raised my kids. It's not about what you have. You have to be stay hungry and stay humble. And, and, but you also, you know, you got to know you're a beast. So when I get on a basketball court, that's the way I feel. I don't care who it is. It could be Michael Jordan, but I, if I'm on that court, you know, I'm not going to say you better than me. They're like that just high that just high go. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm a I'm, I'm a competitive person like that. Yeah. And he is too. So nobody's gonna beat Joy. I mean, that's just how he feels. So well, I don't I don't care if I catch him on a bad day if a win is a win. Could you beat LeVar Ball in a one on one? Man, come on now. Don't even don't even start <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start that because y'all know this stuff gonna go crazy. And, you know, but I, I told LeVar when I seen him, uh-huh. when I seen him. You know, he was like, man, cause you know, you, you know, you can't say that right now because you know, I still ball. So I don't yeah. want to make it where LaVault going to say, well, man, I'm older now. And I, now. Wait, now, y'all both 53. But the thing yeah, is though, Pete, you work out a lot. Cause I've been seeing your social media, you know what yeah, I mean? You get your yeah. sons out there, y'all lifting weights, yeah. y'all walking around the neighborhood. LaVault yeah. came on our show and he said he's eating steak and milk. I'm like, he, he ain't working out before <laughs> you know, you know, after, what kind of diet is that? Steak and milk. That don't even make sense. Man, tell him to get on that 90 day challenge with me, man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta send, send him an invite. Man, LeVar yeah. said he don't, he don't work yeah, out. But man. you know what I do respect about him, man? How he raised his kids and, and, and they, they're, they're doing great. And, uh, he just stuck to what he believed in. So, you know, that's what life is about. And, and if we're going to change the game, it's going to start with economic empowerment. So when you look at black fathers, I mean, I, I, I really respect him for, you know, taking care of his kids and being there with him. And I mean, look what look what Lamelo is doing right now. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing like seeing, like you said, you know, us black fathers, you know, fulfill those yeah. things that others. We always say all the negative stuff. Think right, about it. There's exactly. nobody showcase. They can say whatever they want about Lavar. They know one thing: he gonna be there for his kid. And yep. that's the stuff we need to highlight. The media need to highlight that, but they don't. Right. Yeah. Well, well, Pete. There've been a lot of reports out there about your interest in uh, Reebok. What stands yeah. out about the Reebok brand to you? Well, I feel like there's a lot of equity left in there. And uh, I feel like uh, Allen Iverson hasn't been to the forefront. And and if we able to acquire that brand, I would make Allen Iverson uh, the equivalent to what Jordan is to Nike. And right. I feel like he needs to be celebrated. And I feel like this brand could could be incredible because – as us, we buy a lot of tennis shoes, we buy a lot of clothing, but none of that money comes back to us. So I'm just saying we need to empower us by acquiring, acquiring a company like that and making it black owned so we can put the money back into the community and the culture because we built that brand. I mean, I grew up on Reebok. I grew up on Nikes and the Adidas. The Reebok the Classics. Yes. Yeah, about them. <laughs> yeah. So you know Case what I'm saying? But think about it. If it has never been an African American owner of none of those companies. So it's time. It's yeah. time to diversify the game right now and put some of us at the forefront uh, of the table or get a seat at the table. And I feel like even if we don't get this deal, I feel like we're opening up the doors to so many other African American minority business owners knowing that they can acquire a company of this magnitude. Like we don't realize that we can go and buy a company like that 
through the banking system and acquire the debt. And so that I want to educate my people on the same journey with me as we doing this. If you go back and look at uh, Reginald Lewis, he acquired companies in 1970. He was the first African-American billionaire that I know of from Maryland. Mm-hmm. So if he could have did that in the 1970s, imagine what we could do now with, with the, the, the education and wisdom that we, that we able to, to, to receive now. And I think this is going to be an educational, uh, transaction that I'm going to be able to share with the world to show, you know, our culture, how this done. And then now we'll have thousands of us at the table acquiring companies like this. Yeah. Well, P, I got a, this is a two part question for you regarding the math, uh, the Reebok deal. Yeah. Uh, when I got drafted, Reebok owned the rights of the NFL. You know, they had yeah. the Reebok logo on the jerseys and the pants and everything we wore on the sideline was Reebok down. So if you're able to acquire Reebok, what are you going to do outside of having Allen Iverson as the forefront of the brand? What else are you going to do to try to make the brand relevant once again? And the second part, how close are you guys, you and Baron Davis, to actually, you know, having some serious talks with the brand to be able to get that deal? Yeah, well, I mean, if this deal goes through, we would go at the NBA, the, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball. We would go after everybody. We would go after the colleges. I mean, because this is a big time national brand. Mm-hmm. Um, how close we are. I mean, we're just as close as anybody else at the table. Only thing is we about got to decide whether they want to take our money or take somebody else's money. Do they want to go, do they want to go black? <laughs> or do they want to keep doing what they've been doing for 15 years? So I just mm-hmm. think that is a changing of the guard. So we, we just as close as anybody else with, with a seat at the table. Gotcha. Uh, we're going to continue to stay on the, uh, the ball tip. We know Romeo had a little career at USC after yeah. having a huge music career. How were you guys able to manage the both uh, throughout the years by, by coming, becoming so famous and also stepping on the college campus? Yeah. Well, you know what? We stay humble. You know, Romeo is a lion. And, uh, I mean, he loved sports. He loved basketball. People don't realize, like, Romeo was like an Allen Iverson growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. He, he put a lot of work in, and it was able to get him to, to college. And I think it could have gotten me even further if he wasn't doing all the other things. So this is, this is a family of basketball. Like, basketball changed my life, saved my life. And I was able to hand the ball down to my kids. And then you look at, you know, my two younger sons now that's coming after Romeo, uh, one in the ninth grade, one of the top players in the country, Mercy Miller, they'll be playing on uh, ESPN next week. Mm-hmm. And then my other son is a senior, Hurston Miller, one of the top players in the country. And uh, I mean, it's just a lot of hard work, man. And I think that people don't realize that the love that we have for basketball and how it's a team effort that a sport that we bring into our family values at the same time, because it's not about one of us. It's about us looking out for the team and knowing your, knowing your players. So we use that same lifestyle with, with our real life as, as we did with basketball. Yeah. And Pete, speaking of your, uh, speaking of Hersey, right. He has an offer from LSU. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right in your backyard. Is he yeah. strongly considering the Tigers? And, and and if you had your pick, what would you like to see him play college basketball at? Well, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all something. We we definitely like the Tigers, but we know one thing: 
if it don't happen, we're going to end up somewhere in the SEC. So mm. we, we really like like that that lead. It's a lot of strong team in the SEC. So we're getting close. Wait, but P, 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 when you talk about SEC, it's football. But when you talk about basketball, it's ACC. And I went to Florida State. Come and on, little, little, little Hamilton doing some big things in I Tallahassee, know, man. We got, Hamilton, yeah, man. we got to see what's up. We got to get, we got to get Hersey down to Tallahassee for a visit. It'll change his life. Yeah. No, you know what? <laughs> what, what, I, what, I, what I love about Linda Hamilton is I went to visit down there with Romeo down there. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, because our film school, I remember it was between SC and Florida State because of film school, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You know, the one thing about Leonard, man, he take care of the men, especially the black men. It's a family atmosphere. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely love that. You know, with, with this pandemic, it's been, you can't do the normal stuff you could do, you know, like mm-hmm. going to visit these schools. And I think that's gonna, gonna, a lot of people are gonna lose out because you don't have that personal time that you can spend with yeah. these coaches. And, uh, so we're, we're definitely trying to figure that part out now, but that, that's definitely, I mean, if, if Leonard offered us a scholarship, we'd definitely consider that. Uh, but you know, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be either way, man. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be yeah. either way. Yeah. We, we gotta go do what we gotta do. No yeah, question, man. no doubt. Wish wish him not, uh, ask nothing but uh, success. But what made you wanted to get into movies? You know, I know you have a very very broad uh, imagination and being an entrepreneur. Yeah. What made you wanted to get into like writing movies? Well, you know, you got to diversify your portfolio. And when you grow up in poverty and the ghetto, which you've seen all the stuff I've seen, you either want to laugh or cry or whatever, something like, you know what? I've never seen it all. So sure. instead of living like that, how can I put it into a movie, into a movie script? And that's when I started creating movies on, on my own. And uh, it's just been a blessing, man. I think that when God spare your life and, and, and he give you a second and a third chance, and you just got to make the best out of it. Now, people always say, you need to just be good in one thing. No, because if you're not good in this, a lot of different things that, that work with each other, that's how I'm able to diversify, you know, my portfolio, knowing that if I do music, I could do movies, I could do TV, yeah. I could do clothing, it, it all go together, you know, and now what I'm doing now, I could do food. I mean, we're going to eat food no matter what. So we grew up on noodles, potato chips pancakes, syrup, you know, when you look at Aunt your mom and Uncle Ben, all those brands of mockery of us. And I'm saying, no, let's go back and actually own this. So the more we make, the more we give so we can take care of the elderly, we can take care of the next generation. Right. Is yes. there any more movies in the works? Yes, we we, we, we got some movies in the works. Uh, the Master P biopic, uh, Ice Cream Man, King of the South, that's in the works as soon as, soon as right. we get back. And then, uh, I got this, uh, I got this movie called God is Real. So, mm. uh, this is, this is one of those things. You know, we done been through so much this year, you know, for us to survive and be here now is nothing but God. No who question. Is, uh, no question. Speaking of those movies, like who, who are some of your actors or actresses that's like you would like to go after to play someone? someone I mean, Pat P. I, I and Brian McFadden. I got some big people in, in, in the line for this, but. I definitely let y'all know real soon. Uh, okay. I just don't want to jinx it. I'm, I'm waiting for it to go through. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know real soon. Hey, Pete, 
if you, if you need some extras, me and Pat P, we, we, we'll, we'll nominate ourselves. <laughs> I'll come through for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll come through, man. If you need some extras, we, we'll definitely be there for you. You don't even have to pay me. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I get my own flight and everything. Just put me on the set. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but P, you know what, man? You, you're an icon. You're a legend. And when I let some of the homies know, man, I was fortunate enough to get you on the show. They yeah. have so many musical questions for me. So we're going to transition to the music, right? Yeah. I mean, you produce, you, know, you release 15 studio albums. And yeah. I remember all of them from, from, from start to finish. But the one that really hits home for me is uh, Ice Cream Man. Yeah. And when that Ice Cream Man dropped, man, it seemed like instantly everything changed for you dramatically when it came to the musical tip. Was that like the groundbreaking moment for you, that album, the Ice Cream Man album? Yeah, I, I knew that I was different. I knew that I had something. Because back in that time, in the 90s, everybody was wearing black. And when I came with the ice cream, man, we just lit the whole industry up to where it's like white dickies, ice cream yeah. truck. Everything <laughs> had changed. And it was like, you know, when I start seeing other people wearing white, I'm like, man, we, we, we really been created a movement. Because, you know, NWA, the Ghetto Boys, uh, all they wore was black. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. All they wore was black. And then, you know, when they see me, they was like, man, this dude is different. And that's what I tell kids all the time. You know, being different is going to get you to where you need need to go. At. It's going to be longevity. Until this day, you know, it's still one of people's favorite albums, Ice Cream Man. But that, that album actually opened the doors for my career on a national level. Oh, no question. And speaking of white dickies, I never could find them white dickies. Every time I went to Walmart, they always had the blue, the black. Yeah, I can't get no white diggies. I was trying to find no white diggies. <laughs> yeah, man. I got a quick question for you. What what got you into like uh wearing the looks? Like your your shades. Like uh, you, anytime you see Master P, you know he got his looks on. What like no question. I know that's your signature your staple of your of your yeah. brand. Like what got you into yeah. rocking the looks? Yeah, you know what? I mean, just being out in Cali and then going back home to the south and man, just that, that was just us, man. You know, like, you couldn't afford a lot of other stuff, but you definitely could get you a nice pair of shades when you were in the hood. Yeah. So I, <laughs> you know, that you was still- my signature piece right there. Like, yeah, yeah you know, I, I might can't afford all the other stuff, but, you know, I could always get me a nice pair of shades, but I'm straight. And you still rocking the Rolex ones uh, and the Versace ones? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely I definitely like those. Yeah, that's dope, man. <laughs> Hey, P, your poem created No Limit Soldiers, man. I think you assembled probably the greatest list of artists on the label. You know what I mean? Hometown heroes, to say the least. And then you went out and you ventured and was getting, you know, some of the best that were available. And I think when you look at the free agency market in sports, it's a big deal. But you made free agency a big deal in the music game. Going yeah. to sign Mystical, going to sign Snoop Dogg. Yeah. If you can give me your your top five list of No Limit Soldiers when you guys are in your prime, number one being the best, right? And you can't list yourself. Give me your yeah. top five rap artists that were on No Limit Soldiers in your prime. Well, I'm going to tell y'all straight. I mean, even though he was just a wild boy, Soldier Slimmer, and I, I really oh, love yeah. him. I'll pay for it. I'll yeah. pay for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't know our relationship, man. Like, even when Slim left, no, man, bro, I love that dude so much that where, you know, I just wanted to see him make it. Yeah. But, you know, when you're in the ghetto and you caught up and drugs involved, 
man, it, it just brings you down. Like, that was one dude that no matter what, I couldn't lift a bone in my body to hurt this man or nothing on him, even though when he gets, because he get out of his mind and it's like, I'm like, dude, you know how talented you are, bro? Like, mm-hmm. you really know that you really too hot for the South for us. Mm, that's a strong you know, statement. Right. Man, is is is, but it's the drugs that just kill our people, man, and we don't want to accept that. Like this dude was one of the most talented. Art- I mean, he just was raw, and he was yeah. real, mm-hmm. and he was talented, man. But he he, you know, he loved the hood. It, it kind of like remind me like like Nipsey Hussle um, uh, of this, the modern day how Nipsey Hussle like the hood just take you under. But this guy, man, was so talented, so he would have to be. On my one, <laughs> because Soldier Slim is one. Man, well, let me tell you why. When I okay. met this guy, he was rapping, hitting his. He made his own beat. I'm like, this dude just, you know, he he'll beatbox, rap, beat it on his own because he's been in jail. Yeah. But I think that's what got him caught up, man. Because I just want this generation to realize you don't have to be the toughest guys in the world. When you got talent, let your talent speak for yourself. Let your talent take you out of the negative environment. But sometimes it draws you right back. And then yeah. my number two got to be my brother. Mm-hmm. Corey Miller, Steve Murder. Same Murder. thing. One of the most talented guys in the world, but it's too real for yourself sometimes. Yeah. You know, and, and you don't have to be on all the time. And, I, and you look at both of those lives. Uh, Soldier Slim dead, C locked up. You know, we have to send a message to the next generation. We die in yeah. you. We getting incarcerated because we're not thinking outside the box, and we making it out of these environments with our talent, but we drawn right back because we think that we gotta be too real for the streets. And my thing is, anybody watching this, the streets don't care about you. The streets mm-hmm. are not gonna bury you. The streets don't care about you when you're gone. You know, it's always somebody else to take the spot. So my third gotta be. Mia X. Ooh, Mama Mia. Yeah. yeah. Mama Mia, man. Hey, it's yeah. funny you mentioned Mama Mia because I just saw, I think it was her birthday. She just turned 21. Yeah. yeah. And I think she, she posted a freestyle when y'all was in Rap City, the basement. Yeah. Man, she went hard, man. <laughs> she I mean, went hard. She opened the door for women in Southern hip hop and for women in the street music that, mm-hmm. that, you know, so. And then I would have to go with number two. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. So Snoop. And then who 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 you got left? I think I know who you're gonna say, but let me hear it. Mystical. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when Mystical said I'm the 90 through the 94 Buffalo Bills. Yeah. When he said that, you know what song I'm talking about too. Oh, yeah. Man, when he now, said I mean, that this is, this is probably one of the most talented. And we got a lot now, so we can't forget about crazy. Mm-hmm. Can't forget about uh, we can't forget about Mac. But, yeah, you know, Mac. So you know, yeah. if Mac wouldn't have went to jail. You would. He probably would have been number one. To be uh-huh. honest. But oh, so you take you would take Mac over everybody? Everybody. Mac was the most talented artist on the label. I'm just telling. You. But he never really got his just due. Uh-huh. He he left too young. He left too young. He went to the penitentiary too yeah. young. Like he was like nice for us. Mm. So, go listen to his lyrics. You'll you'll understand what I'm saying. Be deep with it. Hey, that's oh, deep man. right there. Hey, and P, with with you being sharing the uh, same background as a, another major record label, I'm just curious how, how how come you guys never did any music together? 
Well, you know what? To be honest with you, we was close by each other, but we was, had two different paths. And I think that's the way God had it because you look at Cash Money, Cash Money had built something in, and that's how it go. You know, uh, a lot of our friends didn't get along with each other. So, you know, we right. from, there's from the Magnolia, we from the Cali, yo. And, 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 and it's sad that that's how it is, but we, we got to change that narrative. And, um, uh, but I've always been rooting for them. I've always been mm-hmm. rooting for them because if they from New Orleans and they from where I'm from, I want them to win. Yeah. And, um, but I think it's more of just the people that was around us. It just, it, it just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and, and at that time, New Orleans was the murder capital of the world. Right. And, um, and I, I just feel like, you know, we are stronger together. And, and one day, you know, I think people will get, get a chance to see us doing a lot. Boy, I just did a song with Lil Wayne of the Power Record. So. Yeah, that Power, that Power go hard. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, uh, I mean, we're, we're growing up, growth come, you know, and, and change come. So I just thank God, man. I'm not the same person I used to be. I changed my life and, and I'm able to see through all the, the smoke screen. And I just think that God is, is, is growing us up. So, you know, no, no, whatever you might think, uh, you don't think or whatever, you know, I mean, anything can happen. So. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm definitely still rooting for them, and I want them to win. I mean, they—they they definitely a talented group of people, and they come from the same place I come from. So, yeah, the, the love is there, man. You know what I'm saying? No question. Last question, and we're going to transition to the superlative part of our show, P. I really want to hear your honest answer with this question. I—I I would imagine you've been watching the verses, right, from yeah. Swiss and Timberland, the, the the things they've been putting on throughout, throughout this mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah. My question for you, would you ever consider doing a versus? And if so, who would you love to battle? Man. Come on, P. Don't, don't do us like that. Do <laughs> don't do us like that. Let me tell y'all. I want to go up against Nike. I want to go up. <laughs> I want to be the masterpiece George first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to go up against Kellogg. I want to go up against, because I'm, I'm ready for the snack war. I want to go up against Aunt Mama, Uncle Ben, with Uncle Pete. Like, I'm telling you, man. Well, we, okay, we understand that. But musically for the culture, we want to know, because, listen, because they keep coming up with all these verses, and I've been, and listen, they all been spectacular, right? They've been great for the culture, especially during this pandemic. And I just heard Bun B say UGK and uh, 8-Ball MJG, they might do a versus, which is going to be huge, especially for the Southern yeah. culture, right? But when you talk about Southern hip-hop, when you talk about Southern music, you can't have a conversation without having P involved. So right. I'm asking you again for the people. <laughs> for the people. For the people, P. Man, I don't want to battle nobody. You okay, know it got to be, be a celebration. It can be, be a celebration. I won't get you my white dickies. I won't wear my white dickies, P. Don't do me like that. I won't <laughs> put on my white dickies. We ever have a celebration, man. Yeah, it was a celebration. Uh, it ain't a battle. It's no a celebration. We're going to have a real, when it's pandemic over, we're going to have a real No Limit celebration. The No Limit Reunion Tour is coming back for me. Mir X, Snoop Dogg, Mystical, Silver the Shocker, Fiend, Crazy. It's going to be crazy. That's the only thing I can tell y'all. Like, you going to put on them white dickies? You going to wear them white dickies? I'm going to wear them white dickies, man. <laughs> we want to get crazy. All right, for sure. You got to keep us posted. But listen, if you happen to do a versus, just let us know who you're going to battle. You, you know what, P? You don't even have to battle nobody. You can just do yeah. a versus with you. Just, just share your catalog with all the generation, because you know, a lot of people don't really know how legit you yeah. were and your music was. Like this, these yeah. youngsters, these youngins, 
they don't understand back in the nineties, man, the two thousand, man, music ended, started and ended with you. So I think yeah. it'd be great for the culture. You only have the battle. Just let, let them let them know, you know what, Switz, Tim, I'm gonna do a versus, but it's just me. I'm gonna just share my catalog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have my soldier rag around my neck. My white diggies. Uh-huh. Every time you do a new song, I'm gonna do a wardrobe change. I'm coming out with the black <laughs> diggies, the brew, the brown. So nah, you gotta keep us posted good. on that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, so we're gonna just so we transition to the superlative part of our show, P, and we hit you with rapid fire questions. We want your honest, unbiased answer. Number one for you, the Mount Rushmore of New Orleans rappers. Your top four rappers from New Orleans. Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Mill X. Soldier Slim. Mm. Hey, I got a quick question real quick. I know, I believe it was you that spoke highly of a uh, NBA young boy. Yes. How you feel about him? Yeah, I think that NBA young boy is probably one of the most talented artists to come out of Baton Rouge. Um, he cold, man. Besides Boosie. But I just think that, you know, with this young generation, man, you got a lot going on, so... We just have to get the right people around us. So I yeah. feel like if NBA young boy had the right people around him, man, he'd be the biggest artist in the world. Mm. I hear that from a lot of uh, OG uh, rappers yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, best memory. You know, we got to let the young people live their life. You know, it right. took us a little while to figure that out. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess that's just how it is. Right. What is your best memory of opening up for Tupac? It was crazy, man. I went from one fan to millions and uh I, all that happened opening up for Tupac. So, you know, that was that was my thing coming through that audience and walking through them twenty thousand people and just jamming with, you know, wh- whoever believed in my music and, and let that spread and uh and just having them believe in me, you know, riding riding back on that bus and having them listen to my music and be like, okay. You know, I liked it. So, you know, I, I knew I was on to something. Best three rap albums ever. Best three rap albums ever. Yeah. You got to put Tupac All Eyes on Me. Yes, sir. Especially if you're from the streets, you know, the biggest Smalls album. I mean, come on now. You you, you got to you gotta put that in there. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I got to go with the ghetto boys for me. You know, I'm mm-hmm. from the South. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going to put the ghetto boys in there, something wrong with you, though, for right. real. Who was your favorite uh, uh, rapper from the from the group, ghetto boys? Who you went with? Bushwick, uh, who you went with? See, I like Bushwick. I like uh, I like Willie D. But, I mean, Scarface was my favorite, man. Just No question. It's just, I, I, face I, mob. Hey, that Scarface was hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> And then just watching a black man own that company rap a lot, you know, yeah. back then, that was just, that, that motivated me, though. That's yeah. the business. That motivated me, that whole era with rap a lot with Lil J, Swab House, with Tony Draper, and, mm-hmm. and, and Uncle Luke. Man, it's just, it's a two live crew. That, that, that just motivated me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your best sports lyric ever? My best sports lyric. Uh, in the gym, you know, when people say they in the gym, you know, you wasn't there with me when I was in the gym. That's, that's, that's for real right there, you right. know, because mm-hmm. everybody want to take credit for, for what, you know, what's going on, but they ain't really put the work in with you, but everybody want to eat the pie. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I know you played with a lot of celebrities on the hardwood. 
if you can have your all-time starting five of celebs, who would be in that starting five? It can be entertainers, it can be actors, it can be whoever. But when it comes oh, to celebs, your top five. Easy. That's easy for me. Who you got? Master P. Yep. Romeo. Uh-huh. Silk the Shocker. Two Chains. Two Chains can hoop. In J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole mean too. Okay. So who the best who the who the best baller in the Miller family? Oh, you know what? It used to be me, but my kids now, man. Like it, yeah. it used to be Romeo at one time, but now the boys. I mean, my ninth grader is six five. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he so, still got room to grow. Yeah, he's still like it, I mean, he quit, he'll dunk on you, he can shoot the ball. Like, y'all look him up, Mercy Miller. He he shoot the lights out. Well, we, out hey, ball. we gotta get either. Hersey or Mercy to Tallahassee for Coach Ham, man. We got to do. We can't. We got to get one of the Miller boys now, Pete. And then Hersey. I mean, you know, Hersey's so strong, nine quick, man. Like he's a real true point guard, six four point guard. He'll dunk it on. He'll shoot it. So we got a talented family, but you know, these youngsters now they they quicker. So I got to use my, you know, you know, how can I can't dunk no more? So yeah. I just, I just gotta be able to. You gotta outthink them now. You gotta lean on them, P. You gotta put that body on them, man. All right. Hey, P, man, you had the, uh, you had the opportunity to play with both of these gentlemen, Tracy McGrady and Vince yeah. Carter. Who was better in your opinion? And both of those yeah, guys got Now I know y'all don't know about this. This dude, Vince Carter is, is superhuman, dog. Yeah. He took a quarter off the top of the backboard when we was in Toronto. I was like, damn. Yeah. He took it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they put a quarter on the top of the backboard yeah. where the shot clock is. And he went and got and it. And he went and got it. Yeah. And Tracy <laughs> McGrady was, let me tell you something. I didn't understand this, dog. Like, how could you have two robots on the team? Tracy McGrady was. <laughs> he said two robots. No, like these wasn't even humans. I'm just telling you. So. The, the stuff that Tracy McGrady did on the court, man, was, it was, it was crazy. Cool, man. Like it was, it looked so effortless with Tracy. Yeah. Like both of them boys in Florida, two, two Florida yeah, boys. Yeah. No. Right yeah. there. Uh, what, uh, is, uh, Daytona? Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's I'm going to tell y'all one thing. We went at it every night, man. We went at it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then Charles Oakley was on that team with I us. I forgot so y'all had big Oak. Oh, I know yeah. Oak. Yeah. So y'all know that's probably the real reason they let me go because me and Oak was close and it was no like. <laughs> hey, <laughs> y'all, hey, y'all were too real. Y'all were too real. Y'all, y'all had too much of the same personality. Can't have too many deal I had on the table. They had offered me three point two million dollars. The next uh-huh. day, it went away. But it wasn't because of basketball. Because if you look, I was putting in work. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and Vince Carter. You know, you go back and look this up. Nobody don't know this, but he had a, a agent named uh, Tank Black or something. Tank like Black that, that stole got, some money or something like that. Yeah, he had got in trouble, mm-hmm. and so you know, with me being on the team, they was like, "Nah, we don't want all this negative publicity." They thinking, you know, he come from the music. We don't know what what was gonna happen. Yeah. And after that, man, I, you could go look at it because there's no way I was supposed to not be on that team. I was the last player to leave. Like yeah. all the Duke players that got cut before me. Go back and do your history. You're going to see it in my basketball documentary. Like, it and, was, and you, you, you were improving their bottom line because I think you had the top selling jersey. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, top selling jersey. And yep. also, I mean, the last game, they, you know, I'm putting in buckets every game we played. So it wasn't like I'm getting buckets. They had guys that, that come from the top colleges 
in the U.S. that wasn't getting buckets. Yeah. So no doubt. Know. Well, it, it all worked out because you still you still eating good. And hey, okay. and hey, real quick, let me let me give the the listeners and the viewers a quick in, uh, input before we got started. We had issues with the connection, right? And P <laughs> thought it was our end, but P <laughs> live in a castle. He lived in about a 50,000 square foot castle. So, you know, the connection in that house, man, is like, <laughs> so P had to move around the house, man, for a bit to get this strong connection. Cause this man living in a castle right now, man, a legit castle, man. But this is the last I was, question. I was trying, dog. I was trying. <laughs> no question. Hey, hey, that's a good problem. That's a good problem to have though, P. That's a great yeah. problem to have. Yeah. Hey, last question for you, man. Give us a Saints prediction versus the Bucks this weekend. Give us your, your score prediction. Man, we got to at least get, I think the game is going to be, we got to at least get 28. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, we're going to have 28. I'm looking at them having like 14. 28 to 14. Yeah, that's, we, we got to do that, dog. And I know Tom Brady, the man, but, you know, y'all know who we got it in that quarterback spot. I ain't going to even say no name, dog. No and one thing I know about that Mercedes Benz dome in New Orleans, boy, that thing be rocking. <laughs> be rocking, man. Jeez. I don't want in the Mercedes dome, man. I'm 0 and 3. 0 and 3. Shoot, I think I'm 1 and 2. I'm, yeah, might have be 1 and 2. And there's something about the Mercedes Benz dome, yeah, man. That thing, like, man. When they had them fans in there. Yes. It's it's a it's a great it's a great venue to have a sporting event. I can tell you that much. But Master P, man, yes. we know you're busy, man. Uh, thank you for joining us here on All Things sure. Covered, man. Outstanding individual. So two things that I guess a few things that we're going to be watching out for Master P, right? The Reebok deal, if you get it, if you don't, it's already a big deal anyway because you're showing us the ropes. But if you do get it, I think I'm going to go ahead and load up with oh, yeah. some gangster reeds. I'm going to get my apparel yeah. to support the cause. Yeah, and secondly, whenever you decide to do some type of verses, I know you say you're going to have the reunion tour coming along. But if yeah. you happen to do a verses from that castle that you in, yeah. Just let us know as well. We're going to tune in. All right. <laughs> tune All right. in. And before we let you go, is there anything you want to pull up here? We know you got a lot going on. You got the clothing line. You know, you got the, the, the noodles and everything like that. Yeah. And also, too, what that fried fish uh, uh, tastes like that uh, you cooked the other night? Man, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's my grandmother's recipe. So you'll be able to get that at Kroger's uh, or Ralph's. Uh, but my thing is helping small business. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what it's about with me. Go to masterpreviews.com. And, uh, this show is only on YouTube, but it's, it's about empowering, you know, small business and letting them get their shine. We want to promote their product and, and build our culture and our community. So we know if they get on, they're going to go back and help the community. And that's how, that's how we empower each other. That's what's up. That's what's up. We, we, we definitely appreciate you, man. We're going to be staying in tune, stay, staying tuned for everything that you got coming. Like I said, man, you're always welcome to come join the show anytime. Whenever you want to drop the movie, me and Pat P, we're going to be some extras. You don't even have to pay okay. us anything. You know what I mean? We, yes, we, sir. We're on the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be okay. safe, P. Yes, sir. Thanks again to Master P, and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back with you next week. Where you can expect all things will be covered. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.